Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 646. Sharon will tell you how to receive a copy of it at the end of the program. It's absolutely free of charge. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got some music, I've got letters, and I've got a strong message from the Lord, from the Word of God, which is holy and true. But right now, let's pray. Father, open the windows of heaven and pour out your Spirit upon this message uh, and all the details of this program, that souls will be saved and that the people that are in your body, that are members of your body, shall be given more strength, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord, block Satan, close every one of his doors, aid all those uh, of your children that are being attacked by Satan, by this ungodly, antichrist, homosexual, child-molesting government, and the medium. Put a stop to him, Father God. Let him repent or let them perish. Repent or perish. You have said, Lord, and uh, let uh, the church, the body of Christ, receive everything that they need to make it for another day, one day at a time. Lord, open up great and mighty doors for us and close every door to Satan. Uh, In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right. uh, Here I am. Joe Leahy was a very great arranger. He ran the Pat Boone Recording Studio, and uh, he arranged this for me. I just really love the way he arranges. It's called I'll Walk With God. I'll walk with God from this day on. His helping hand I'll lean upon This is my prayer My humble plea May the Lord be ever with me Take his hand. I'll walk with. 
each day to him and he'll hear the word that I say is Praise the Lord. Now, somebody look up uh, Romans 13, 1 through 4. And Sharon, you have some letters, don't you? Yes. Okay, where's the first one from? From Los Angeles, California. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Pastor Lamo, I wanted you to know that on the same day I heard your show for the very first time on my radio, I also received a flyer on my car. I'm not sure what it means, perhaps only a coincidence, but I figure that it won't hurt just to let it be known. It happened. I received World Newsletter, Volume 5200, We're Being Watched, and heard your program on Time Warner Cable. I really enjoy your teachings and great music. Ken Wilson from Los Angeles, California. All right. You have another one? Another yes. Letter? Where is it from? This is from Agana, Ghana, Africa. Okay. Dear Christian friends, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Ephesians 1, 2-4 I was very glad when I received your parcel. May the Almighty God richly bless you all for the material sent. The last package of literature you sent has already been distributed, so I'm requesting for you to send us more. Secondly, I'm very glad to announce to you that 23 souls have been won through your literature last quarter. They have all repented and have been baptized. Also, they have promised to be distributors of your literature. Your literature is soul-winning literature and is also like a net for fish. Dear Holy Ministry, we would be glad if more Messiah books could be sent to us. I'm sure that God, who sees everything, will reward you and will let you gain whatever you spend on other Christian groups who write to you. Thanks for granting my request. I'm looking forward to your reply. Yours faithfully, Vincent Nayarako from Agana, Ghana, Africa. Amen. Send them a lot of uh, literature. Send them at least three or four, make it three dozen of the Messiah books in whatever language they speak there. Now, uh, the Word of God... The Bible tells us that we must do that which is good. In other words, preach, learn the Bible, preach it, and do what the Word of God says to do. And thou shalt have praise of the Lord, of the same. For he, God's ordained powers that be on earth, is the minister of God, the minister of the gospel to the for good. That is who the rulers that God has ordained here on earth, God's ordained powers here on earth that be on earth, is the minister of God to the for good. 
Now, you people that I keep rebuking, you think it's not for good, but it is for good because there's no possible way that you're going to be saved unless you do what the Bible says to do that I'm reading to you. Now, that's Romans chapter 13, verse 1 and 4. Go ahead and read it. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Okay, and so the New Government Bibles say that the higher powers are them. No, they're the lower powers. They are the Antichrist, the beast, the Bible tells us. Now, I read that again. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. That means all you people that are working for the Antichrist. Let every, does read that again. Let every soul be subject. Let every soul, everybody on this earth be subject to what? Unto the higher powers. Keep going. For there is no power but of God. Right. Then what? The powers that be are ordained of God. Yes. Go ahead. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. But see, the rulers of this... Um uh, the secular rulers that call themselves the rulers of the earth, they are the satanic powers. They're not God's power. Read that again. For rulers are not a terror to good works. See, but uh, Satan uh, loves evil works. And they are a terror to those that do good works. That's why they have separated the babies from their mothers that are not doing anybody any harm whatsoever. They're happy. They were peaceful. Their children were healthy. Now they're coughing, and they're eating potato chips, of all things. Now, we eat potato chips ourselves now and then, but they say they think that's really godly to eat potato chips. Okay, then what? For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Verse 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. Yeah. Well, you people are doing evil, so be afraid. Uh, you people out in the world. But the rulers on this earth, he said, are the ministers of God. And why? Well, to do good for you. To tell you what's right and wrong. Then what? For he beareth not the sword in vain. He beareth not the word which is the sword of God in vain. Then what? For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Because, read that last verse. For he is the minister of God. Okay, do you think that these people uh, that say that they're the, um, that are the secular power that say they're of God, do you believe that? No, they're not preaching anything that God says. They're coming against everything that God says. They're taking the Bible out of school. They have, uh, they're doing everything in their power to take away the word of God uh, out of every place in the name God, in the name of Jesus. They hate it. Okay, then what? For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Yeah. Now, Satan has twisted the, these scriptures to indicate that this means that Satan's church and Satan's government and their agencies, but this is evil. 
verses 4 and 5, chapter 13 of Romans states, But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he, the one that uses the double-edged sword, which is the word of God, for he is God's minister, God's power that be on earth. Breathe easy now to know these things. This is very important to know that. For he, the minister of God, beareth not the sword, the word of God, in vain. The absolute strict word of God. He doesn't bear it in vain, in other words, for no reason or just emptiness. In other words, I repeat, the minister of God doesn't bear the sword of God in vain for no reason, for emptiness. For he is the, is the minister of God that teaches people what the Bible says, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject not only to these ministers of God, not only for wrath, if you do wrong against the strict word of God, just um, but also for conscience sake, so that your conscience doesn't get all jacked up for doing that which is evil. Render therefore to all their dues. Okay, that's Romans 13, uh, 6 and 7. You want to read that, please? For this cause pay ye tribute also. For they are God's... I pay ye tribute. That means give tithes and offerings to us. Because uh, we're the ones that are bringing the true word of God to you, the strict word of God. And God will uh, do evil unto you if you do not do that. Therefore... Uh, to all uh, their dues. Render, therefore, to all their dues. Romans 13, 6 and 7. Keep going. Read it again. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending... God's ministers, not the devil's ministers that you see yanking children out of people's arms and uh, putting them in jail for doing that which is uh, not evil, but they're doing that which the Lord condones. He gives everyone the power to do what he says is good. Then what? For they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. All right, just keep your place there. You have to give honor to us, not dishonor. Uh, you uh, dogs out there that uh, love to give dishonor to God's ministers, you're dogs. Okay, now the Bible says, owe no man anything. That's Romans thirteen eight. In other words, don't be responsible for not preaching the gospel. If we hold any of the gospel back, then we owe people. We're not to owe any man anything, but we are to express the word of God. Because if you think that you're just saved because you know the word of God and you don't give the word of God out to all men, well, then you're going to owe mankind uh, their actual possible souls. So the Bible tells us, owe no man anything. Give them the whole word of God. You want to read that, please? Owe no man anything, 
but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Okay, and then what is love? Love is the keeping of God's commandments. In other words, he commands those of us who are his ministers to rebuke you, to reprove you, uh, to show you what is right and what is wrong. But keep the commandments, which um, means loving one another. Love is the keeping of God's commandments. You can plainly see that the evil works of this world from Satan's church and government, that's his cult in Rome and this beast, this government that she rides on. She is the um, whore of revelation, the Bible says. She uh, sits uh, where Satan sits, in the city of the seven hills, the seven mountains. That's where Satan's seat is. And you hear the government, uh, the media. Now, this is one thing that I agree with Reverend Hagee, is that, yes, uh, Rome is the uh, mystery Babylon. Not Babylon, but mystery Babylon, the great whore. The Bible says that, and he is absolutely correct when he says that. And I heard the media mocking him for that uh, today and yesterday. So this is uh, Satan's cult and government have uh, turned uh, these uh, scriptures around and have deceived the world because the world knew not the Bible. The world still does not know the Bible. There a bunch of you people out there are learning it by listening to this program, but nobody is as candid. Uh, this is what everybody says, as I am. However, the strictness of these scriptures shows that Satan is weak and the ministers of God are the power of God on earth. So you uh, treat the Pope with reverence when he is actually the minister of Satan, but you treat the people of God as though they're weak when in fact God says that we are strong, the power of God on earth, and that everyone is to be under subjection to us. Now how do you like that? You're to be subject unto the power. And God says that we are his power here on earth. Satan has no power whatsoever. He cannot give life to you. All he does is uh, give you death. He cannot raise the dead. He cannot heal. He is dead, and he knows that he's on his way to hell. There is no power in death. He is the prince of death. That's Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Let's go ahead and just read that. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. We'll give you a little time here to uh, find that. Do you have it there? Yes. Okay, read it, please. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Now, see, the children, that means those of us that are born again of the Spirit, we're uh, partakers of flesh and blood, and Jesus, who is the Savior, um, he was made flesh, even though God's power was in him, uh, he was God Almighty on earth in the flesh. God with us, Emmanuel. Okay, and then what? That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. 
That is the devil. Okay. The same spirit is in the devil's operation on earth today. Those that twist the words to their own uh, liking or their own meaning and tempted uh, to the same, to Christ himself. He did the same thing with Christ, who is and uh, Christ, who is actually the entire word of God. And had him nailed to the cross because of their lying, twisted versions of what they called the word of God, as they do to this very day. As the hour draws nearer to the second coming of Jesus, Satan will actually make things more difficult uh, on earth for the saints, the people the ministers of God that actually have the power of God. And therefore, but God does not leave us powerless. He has uh, given us power to call upon him and pull down all manner of plagues on you folks. This he does to add mass confusion because he knows the scriptures. Satan's doing all these things because he knows the scriptures that tell that God's holy ministers will expose him and his work, his cult, his government, and the media, his mouth, just before Jesus comes back to earth again. And what, that's what I'm doing here, folks. With desperation, Satan sounds the alarm to all of his agencies. For um, his uh, hour has come. The Pope's secrets are not secret anymore. What tragedy this is for him and all of his followers for uh, centuries, his plot, the plot of his church, empowered by governmental control, satanic governmental control, and he himself were such a mystery, mystery Babylon. But now they are made known. Many who were deceived in his cult, can now clearly see the light of God's word and have and are making their exodus now out of uh, his false religion, his satanic religion, and into the strict word of God, the body of Christ. They were confused, but now they are not confused. Their hearts rejoiced as Christ entered into their spirits. And they now walk in Christ, soldiers for Christ. Now they know the word of God lives because it brought them from death to life because Christ lives in them. They're now alive from death to life everlasting life the word of god is jesus satan is mustering together his troops his army of dead weaklings those who refuse the truth and the light but prefer the darkness death and hell which remain in satan's cult 
they gathered together to make war against the Almighty God and his saints, those of us. Jesus said, he too will make war. God is going to make war against him, and he's doing it right now. Revelations 19, verse 11, it states, Multitudes, multitudes are standing in the valley of decision. That's in Joel chapter 3, verse 14, but read Revelation 19, 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. So you see now that says that the Lord is now making war. Have you noticed all the twisters lately? I uh, have rebuked uh, the uh, news media for saying this was Mother Nature. God plainly tells you that it's not Mother Nature, that it is he that is doing all these things. All right, now let's go to Isaiah um, chapter 5, verse 14. Hell is enlarged. You know, it says in the Bible that hell has been enlarged. And who has it been enlarged for? For Satan's preachers, Satan's teachers, and for Satan himself, and for all of his followers, which uh, may very well be you, because the Bible says that Satan has deceived the whole earth. For thou that has weakened the nations. Can you see how weak all the nations are now because they're listening to Satan? The weak and beggarly spirit. Okay, read that in Isaiah 5.14, please. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself. Yes, hell is being enlarged. Then what? And opened her mouth without measure. And their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. Yeah, hell is enlarged for uh, Satan's preachers, for Satan's teachers, for he himself, and for all of his followers. What other reason? God never intended for you people to go to hell. He, uh, but he saw that you all are hell-bent for hell. And so he has enlarged hell to accommodate you folks. And, you know, if it was just for an hour or two, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. But it's forever. For thou hast weakened the nations, Isaiah fourteen twelve. Read it, please. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? which didst weaken the nations. Well, you see that the nations are being weakened by Satan. Can't you see how weak America is now? Uh, these terrorists are mopping up on you, and now God is, because of the, your evilness, God is destroying you, and he's going to destroy you more and more. Until you, unless you repent. Then go ahead, keep going. Verse 13, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. No, you're going the exact opposite direction, Satan, and all those that follow you. Then what? I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Though uh, Those that exalt themselves shall be abased. They shall be thrown down. Then what? 
I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Oh, I know you won't. <laughs> you just uh, all mixed up there. Satan. Then what? I will be like the Most High. You're the farthest thing from the Most High that there ever is. Satan commands by controlling the unions. Uh, you know, the unions, they're not really good. There should be some sort of union, but unions are demanding more and more money, and they're putting us in a position to where we're the weakest nation now, one of the weakest. Well, just because we have this power, and we've got a print, uh, printing press that prints new money without any gold to back it up. We're around 12 to $13 trillion in debt now. By controlling the unions, we can inflate the cost of labor, putting millions of Americans out of work because the manufacturers can no longer pay that amount of money for your work. And a lot of these people that are getting paid 10 15 $20 an hour are janitors. And uh, 80% of the time, or 90 maybe even more, they're leaning on their brooms, not doing a lick of work. And we have other countries that give their people a small amount of uh, money, and they let them live in these uh, cribs that they build for them. The Japanese live in these, like, uh, looks like mausoleums for the Yeshiva coffin in there. They have to crawl in there and sleep there all night. So millions of Americans are out of work, and we can close thousands of businesses. That's what we're doing. That's what we can do is close businesses and uh, get more machinery, uh, like robots, to do the work rather than men and women that want to support their children. Uh, thousands of businesses are being closed. And we give other nations that uh, which we already control and uninflated labor costs so that they can produce products much cheaper than we can in the United States. So we can accomplish all this from the strongholds in the White House, this is that something, but the White House is being controlled by Rome. The Department of Labor, the IRS, the unions, building and safety commissions, departments, and hundreds of other departments, such as um, uh, OSHA and all other federal and state government agencies. We must control all banks, is what the devil says, and the Federal Reserve. And now, Satan says, we do. And so now we can uh, loan money to our own people and boycott all others who hate our father, the devil, is what these devils are saying, as God does. Now, we must control the Department of Agriculture as well, because we must control all farmland for our fodder, Satan. This means that we must, they say, these devils, we must put all American farmers out of business for our fodder, 
Satan knows very well that Esau sold his birthright for food. And the Americans are humans just like Esau. That we, Satan, may uh, now control. Without the power of God in their lives, we can convert them uh, to Satan with food. Food. Give us our food, as we have done in every other country. Uh, so uh, we do that in the name of uh, Satan, Catholicism. If they convert and are obedient, we can give them food in exchange for their souls. Food of their own land. We pay billions of dollars to our farmers to not use their land to grow food. And therefore, there's famines. There's a shortage of, of rice and all kinds of different food. If we steal all the farmland by making farmers believe falsely that the U.S. Constitution is antiquated, then we devils have their land and we will give them uh, handouts from our father, the devil, because they now worship him just to get their food uh, so that they can get these handouts. They let a bunch of beggars out of you idiots out there. When the farmers worshiped God and stood on the Constitution of the United States of America, they had their own land and did not need handouts. That was when they were men, not weak-kneed jellyfish worshipers of Satan. When they stood on the word of God, no one could defeat them. Our God is love. That's part of God. He's part love, and he's also a God of wrath. Uh, ministers have done an excellent job. Satan, that's Satan's ministers. Satan is very much satisfied. Now let's put a mark on them like we do on cattle is what they want to do. And when I put a mark on us to be sure of their allegiance, of our allegiance to the devil, called, God calls this, quote, the mark of the beast, Revelation 19.20. Revelation 19.20. And these devils say, our father the devil doesn't like that name. So we'll call it something prettier like the mark of peace or the mark of brotherhood because the cattle, the idiots, well, um, they would like that word better, the mark of peace or brotherhood or just anything really false. Let's read that. Revelation 19.20 And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. So anyone that takes the mark of the beast, which they're going to call the mark of peace, or the mark of union, 
uh, we, we need to be united. And we need to know that you're of this uh, new united um, kingdom here on this earth, Satan's kingdom. And so he says, all right, if you really mean business with me, Satan says, well, then you'll take this mark on your forehead or on your right hand. And many people have already taken that mark. But um, what uh, it is, is that if you do, it's the same as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And there's no forgiveness of that on this earth or in the uh, kingdom of heaven, in the world to come. So you may say, well, we did it ignorantly. No, the Lord really requires that you read his word to see what's really going to happen to you if you take it. And you're listening to me, and if you take it, you better take the mark of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that means to have the blood of Jesus on your soul and keep all the commandments, because that's the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments, fear his word, because it means what it says. He's not going to change his word for you or anybody else. He's not even going to change it for me. <laughs> I'm saying that. That's for sure. Uh, so let's get a pretty name for the mark of the beast so that people will blaspheme God and then blaspheme and their souls will be damned forever. Something pretty like the mark of the beast or brotherhood or just anything really false. And um, Satan says we have to destroy the Holy Alamo Christian Church. Because they're going around telling everybody what we're doing. And that God will send us to hell for doing it. And they're telling everybody that they'll go to hell if they take the mark of the beast, our mark of brotherhood. Yes, we're telling the truth. They have Bible scriptures to prove it too, Satan is saying. That's why we've got to stop them. Our father in Rome, Satan, they say, told uh, Ronnie uh, in Washington and uh, Clinton in Washington and Bush in Washington to instruct the Supreme Court to throw the book at the Holy Alamo Christian Church, at Tony Alamo. What church ever had to pay their congregation money when we're supporting them and spending around, um, comes to around the government said, this is Sarah Smith said, back 25 years ago that we were already giving them around $5,000 per person in the church by the support, the place where they live, their utilities, their phones, the automobiles that they drive and eating the food from the best restaurant in Arkansas and probably many other states. This was even after the Holy Alamo Christian Church had given double or more than $19 million in temporal benefits and had led every single person in the church to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, the Word of God. Most of the Holy Alamo Christian Church's followers were released from Satan. They were redeemed from lives of violence, crime, stealing, drugs, narcotics, and drugs, and are now 
uh, shining examples of the living God, bettering all the um, the communities of the world. If all the people in our free nation, which was once free, would immediately obey the Bible as it is written, all of Satan's powers and control would be gone instantly. The United States was great only because it stood on the strict word of God at one time. The founding fathers made sure of that. Yes, Satan needs all of his government agencies to battle all of God's children that are left in this nation. But it's too bad that the people in this uh, country don't know the Word of God. So we're going to read a little bit of the Word of God. We're going to start out now with uh, chapter 9 of the book of Romans because we have to keep teaching this. And whether people like it or not, God is the God of the Jews. Okay, Sharon, so start reading. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. Verse 2. Oh, bearing witness in the Holy Spirit. Oh, wouldn't you people love to be filled with the Holy Spirit at the end of the program? You can be. You can actually feel God, Jesus, his Father, and the Holy Spirit, our Father, and the Holy Spirit enter into you and wash all your sins away. Then what? Verse 2. That I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. Verse 3. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Verse 4. Who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. Verse 5. Whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Verse 6. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect. For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Verse 7. Neither because... You know, that saying? Everybody that says they're uh, from Israel, and even if they are it's the seed of Abraham, they're still not uh, Israelites because they don't believe God. Uh, an Israelite is one that believes God. So all Israel is not Israel. And all people that say they're Christians are not Christians. But the Bible says um, that they are the synagogue of Satan. In other words, they're the church of Satan. And the main church, uh, or cult actually, is in Rome, Italy, the city of the seven hills and mountains. That's where Satan sits, and he is the embodiment of Satan. The, I'm talking about the Pope and all his followers. Then go ahead. Verse 7. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Verse right. Now, Isaac, the Lord said that Abraham and Sarah would have a child. Well, they're beyond the age of having children. And so when they, um, so they decided, well, in Israel, the law stated that anyone that is born in your house, if it's one of your slaves, so that child belongs to you. So she, uh, Sarah told him to go into, uh, her maid and have a child with her. And then that would be the, uh, the promise of God would be fulfilled. Well, uh, he did that. 
Abraham did that, and there came the bastard race, which the Bible calls uh, the Arabs and the um, Palestinians or anyone that is related to the actual Arabic race, like the Muslims and all this, it's a bastard race. But read that again, that last verse. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be okay, called. Okay, now Isaac is the child of faith because Abraham and Sarah believed that uh, uh, they were going to have a child and that would be a child that came out of a, two people's dead bodies. So the Jewish race is actually a very a miraculous race. It's a race of people that were raised from the dead just like Jesus was. Because the Holy Spirit had something to do with Abraham and Sarah having a child. And his name is Isaac. So the child that was born before him was not from Sarah. It was from Hagar. And she was an Egyptian. And that is not the child of promise. Again, the Bible says uh, that is the bastard race and that he's wild, crazy. And that the read that again, the blessing is what? Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Right, so Ishmael was the seed of Abraham, but Isaac, uh, the one that came out of Sarah and Abraham, is the promised child. Amen? Amen. So God shows a preference. I mean, everybody's saying we must all uh, be there. We're all equal and everything. No, we're not. Not according to God. God says that there's sheep and there's goats. There's wheat and there's chaff. Some people are wheat, those that believe in God, and sheep, and others are chaff to be burned and goats to be sent to hell. All right, then go ahead. Verse 8. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. No, because this is a spiritual matter. The children of God are, uh, they believe the word of God, and they do what the word of God says, because the word of God is spirit and it is life. Okay? Now, you know, after knowing all these things, the Bible says multitudes. Multitudes are standing in the valley of decision. That's Joel chapter 3, verse 14. What are you standing in the uh, valley of decision for? Because you, you, it should be something that you should do immediately is to receive the Lord God as, uh, as uh, you're uh, the one to follow. But no, multitudes, multitudes are standing in the valley of decision. Joel three fourteen. Go ahead, read it. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Yeah, so you're standing in the valley of decision. The day of the Lord is at hand. And you're going to have to make a decision. If you say, well, I can't decide yet. Well, then you're saying, I don't believe that Jesus is the word of God. And I don't believe that he's the one that raised from the dead. And I don't believe that he's God. And I don't believe that he can save my soul. And I don't believe that he can give me the power to keep the commandments. I don't believe that he will move in me because I've committed too much sin. The Lord says that it doesn't make any difference when it comes that dawns on you. When the day star, the clearness of the word of God has entered into your heart, has raised up into your brain. 
And if you accept the Lord on his terms, not yours, but his terms, you're saved. You're forgiven for all your sins. The blood of Jesus Christ taketh away all the sins of the world. Now is the choosing up of sides. The fearful and the unbelieving will spend eternity in hell. Revelation 21.8. Let's hear that. Just because you don't believe, yeah. The Lord says, those that believe shall be saved and those that doubt shall be damned. You're even damned for doubting. Amen? Amen. Okay, read that. Revelation chapter 21, verse 18. Verse 8, rather. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay. This is the second death. Well, when you get saved, you people, that's your first death because you have to die to be saved. And then the Lord resurrects your dead spirit unto life. And then if you go back into the world, go back into your way, you start serving Satan, then you've died again and you're thrown into the lake of fire. And the Lord, uh, he equates the fearful and the unbelieving Those that are standing in the valley of decision and they say, well, I don't really know because they don't even take the time. They're so slothful and lazy that they won't even for their own soul's sake read the word of God. Those that are righteous are bold as lions. That's Proverbs 28.1. Okay. The fearful and unbelieving, they flee. The ungodly flee when no man pursues. Okay, read it. Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee when no man pursueth. Yeah, so you're fleeing where no man pursues. Then go ahead. But the righteous are bold as a lion. All right. That's Proverbs 28, 1. And shall shine, the people of the Lord, shall the, the, the bold ones, as bold as lions, shall shine. As the stars. That's Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 3. Go ahead and read that. We saints are sure Jesus will win. Amen. Chapter 12, verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Now, wise means they fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is wisdom. So read it again. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Well, you can hear by the letters that are written that I'm turning many a people into righteousness and my team. Because, you know, I couldn't get the word out if it wasn't for the people. I have radio programs all over the world, and we have people on the streets everywhere, distributors. So we saints are sure that Jesus will win the battle, and Satan is sure of that also. For it is written, he knoweth that um, his time is short. Satan knows that he's going to hell in the lake of fire. Revelation 12, 12, boxcars. Go ahead, read it, chapter 12, verse 12. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, 
For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. The devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That's First Peter 5.8. But we have power over the devil. There's no reason to be afraid of him. Reason First Peter 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So don't be getting into sports. Be vigilant. Be wide awake. Okay, the Lord, through the Apostle Paul, stated, quote, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, everything that is against the strict word of the Almighty God, the truthful word of God. Okay, that's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. But my time uh, has come to an end for this particular program, but we're going to continue on. Uh, now, just uh, let's pray. Amen. Let's pray to God and shake off Satan. Okay? Shake off every evil thing. Don't be unbelieving. Don't be fearful. Don't be unbelieving. Let the Lord come in. Believe God, and thou shalt be saved. Doubt, and you're damned. And you never know if you're going to go out to meet the Lord today uh, at judgment. So say this prayer to ensure your position in the kingdom of heaven, in the body of Christ here on this earth. Ensure your place at the wedding supper of the Lamb, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Say this prayer, Father... God, I believe that you uh, are uh, the Almighty God. And I believe that uh, you, uh, Jesus, your son, Jesus, died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father and Holy Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me because you said that you would hear me and answer me. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I have called upon you, therefore I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I just praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon is going to tell you how to receive a copy of this tape or CD, number 646. Just raise and praise you. Praise the Lord. Raise your hands and your arms up and praise God. Now, Sharon, tell them how our listening audience can receive a copy of this tape or CD. It's free. Including postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerhouse of a message. 
to keep you on the straight and narrow path into the kingdom of heaven, one day at a time. All right, now, no one would be able to do it if the Lord wasn't walking by your side every day. And uh, this is why we have to study the Bible every day. We have to pray to the Lord every day. So here I am singing, uh, If the Lord Wasn't Walking by My Side. I was drifting, I was drifting on the sea of despair. Well, I was wandering, I was wandering in the soul of a care. Well, Jesus found me, Jesus found me in the sin of life. Heard me praying, heard me praying on my knees and died. Well, I'm singing, I'm singing a brand new song. Because I'm happy, because I'm happy as I go along. And I don't know, I don't know just what I'd do if the Lord wasn't walking by my side. What would I do? What would I do? What would I do when it's time to die? Well, I'd be lonely, discouraged, hurting all the day. If the Lord wasn't walking by my side every day, I'd be so friendless. I'd be friendless and lonely and blue. And I'd be helpless. I'd be helpless, wouldn't know what to do. And I don't know. I don't know just what I'd do if the Lord wasn't walking by my side.